right, so I record, let's do it. Um, this is Driving with DJ. Uh, on today's episode, I have with me Donovan Roy. He is uh, the instructor at USC Keck School of Medicine. Tell us a bit more about um, what is it that you do at uh, the moment. Okay, so currently uh, I work at the Keck School of Medicine USC as the director of academic support services. So my, my role is to uh, work with the students to help them um, become more efficient with their studies. So I run just, uh, I run the tutoring program pretty much okay. there, you know, which we call supplemental instruction, you know, at the professional school level. So we do everything from one-on-one tutoring to uh, developing programs such as uh, board prep, uh, working with students to uh, do uh, to develop uh, other type of programs. So our programs are peer led. So it's a uh, with the support of the instructors and the other faculty member. Uh, the program has really been uh, successful. Very good, very good. Um, you know, um, when we met yesterday, I didn't know too much about you except okay. that <laughs> it was just hey, this is one of my customers at work, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, he, you uh, apparently, um, you know, when you told me about you had the USC shirt on. So yeah, yeah. We talked about football, so would love to talk much more about football. Okay. Um, but I know you mentioned that um, you have an initiative going at the moment. So, you know, part of part of my podcast is to kind of help me towards my goal of broadcasting. So I just this is it, just okay. in general, you know, recording and posting it online and uh, just discussing sports. But okay. the other part, that, which has become some, one of the most exciting things for me, is, you know, learning new things, learning lessons mm-hmm. from people who have, you know, certain expertise in a different different field, right? Yeah. For instance, yeah. you, expert in football and medical medicine. Edu- yeah, medical education. And yeah. Uh, also, too, uh, one of my uh, expertise, too, is working with young you know, black males and uh, underrepresented students. So that's uh, okay. one of my expertise, too. That's very good. I like to hear that, you know. Um, uh, and then another part of this podcast is just, you know, inspiring whoever yes. may be listening right. to do a lot more than okay. they think that they may be capable of. So, yes. for instance, okay. I met um, uh, just a kid, really, at, at work. And I'm talking to this guy, and he goes, well, you know, um, I just graduated. I'm back home from UC Berkeley. I'm like, wow, that's amazing, dude. And he goes, well, in freshman year of high school, my GPA was 1.9. This kid had a 1.9 GPA, and he turned it around. And once again, you know, um, like you mentioned, young black males, black student, you know. Yeah. Um, and he, he blew me away because he said he graduated Berkeley with 4.3 or something. Yes. And a school of law. Yes. Nonetheless, I'm like, wow, that's so amazing, you know, um, being in this mode where I'm just trying to get inspired by other people okay. and the things they do. I was just like, hey, tell me more about your story, how you got, you know, how you went from a 1.9 GPA student to now, um, you know, UC Berkeley graduate. So I guess um, how how do you help the students in that aspect? More um, my role is to uh, help them with uh, learning strategies. You know, okay. on you know how to you know be efficient, more efficient. But that's just one part of the whole process of learning. You know, mm-hmm. and also too, it's it's the environment. And sometimes, from uh, some uh, 
underrepresented minority students, it's not the fact that they cannot, you know, succeed academically as you, mm-hmm. this young man told you we went from a 1.9 to yeah. a 4.0. And it's similar, similar to my story too, uh, when, um, like you said, I was, uh, I played at USC, scholarship athlete, really didn't play because academically I was never prepared. And that really impacted me psychologically because okay. um, I was, um, I was educated in uh, the public school system, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the um, teachers that I worked with had more uh, than just to teach the curriculum. They also had like these thirty students that they were responsible with all different type of psychological problems. Yeah. Not psychological problems, but meaning that there's some wellness uh, issues going on, such as myself who lost his father at the age of thirteen. Okay. Oh, wow. So you know, and going that, through a tough time. Yeah, yeah. So going through touchdowns, these emotionals that we're going through, and sometimes when we uh, are at a college, and we're one of few, uh, especially black males that are walking on that campus who are outside the athletic um, sphere, oh. we have no we have no support because there are few numbers of us. And as an athlete, especially a Division One athlete at Berkeley, your time is so structured oh. from the time that you wake up in the morning to the time that you go to bed, study, everything it's, it's is all like, scheduled. It's all scheduled. You have no time outside to be like, you know, um, there's some, there's some pockets. The there's some pockets. You know, it's, you know, some pockets of just like being part of the, like the collegial environment where you, you know, you spend more time with guys like yourself, uh-huh. you know, outside of the athletic uh, spirit because those guys need support too and need somebody that they can like yeah. gravitate towards. So sometimes, yeah. you know, we as a, so this young man, you know, had probably found the right support system. Yeah. Probably found some mentorship. Mm-hmm. You know that you know somebody who believed in him. So I think that was my. That's what I do. You know, my job is you know I let these students know that you know that I believe in them. That if they ever need you know a yeah. hearing to talk to or whatever sources they need, yeah. I would be their support. So I think that's what that young man probably said in your podcast that mm-hmm. he found a bunch of people that supported him. Yeah. You know, and helped him, you know, uh, reach his goal. So, and now he's a law school. So now, you know, he knows about how to fight ad- adversity. You yeah. know, sometimes, like, sometimes when you're like that A student in high school or that great athlete where everything comes natural when you go to college, you know what I mean? You got to work a lot harder. It's a total different story in college, right? Yeah. High school, I mean, I, I, tr- I um, immigrated from. Uh, migrated from India okay. at the age of 12, and you know, high school was a breeze for me. Right. Right. I went to Bellflower and uh, down Bellflower High School, okay, um, north of here, and um, it, it was so easy. But then I started hanging out with you know just the kids my age, and it uh, started becoming more Americanized. And right. you know, towards the end of my senior year, it was probably like a downward trend. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but, and then when, when I got into college, that's when I realized, I was like, well, this is the real deal. You know, you got to put, um, you got to put a hundred percent of your effort into yes. focusing on your studies. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's no, no teacher is going to tell you when, you know, you have assignments due or whatever, you have to be responsible for all of that. So one thing I think that goes into is just teaching these kids responsibility, I'm assuming, yeah. um, uh, for uh, their uh, own or uh, education in well, general, right? Yeah, some of it also too is asking them, getting to know them, mm-hmm. knowing what worked for them in the past. Okay. And then how you can like add little tips to make what they already have, you know, more uh, efficient. Because 
it's, it's wrong to say that you get to college and you get to medical school, that you don't have certain skill sets, you know what I mean? Because that's like, I think that's more psychologically damaging to, to, to let the student know that they've been doing things the wrong way this whole time. Yeah. What you need to do is ask the student how do they best learn, and then, then you, you make some tweaks in order to, you know, in order to uh, help that student improve what they already have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it may take not only one meeting. It's never like, oh, it's rare that it's like, boom, one meeting. All yeah. of a sudden, like, the light bulb comes on, which as an uh, educator, that is the, that you do see the light come, the light bulb comes on in their eyes when they get it. Yeah. So it may take, you know, three or four meetings, maybe five meetings, uh-huh. to really help that student get, you know, what they need. So, and the way that I build my programs is based upon my athletic experience. Okay. So what if, like, you know, like that, that growing up as a um, athlete and transitioning to be a college coach, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I've seen uh, from both perspective and been uh, a student athlete uh, and a coach in the uh, football world for over well over 20 years. So it takes two years of expertise to mm-hmm. really, to be get, really considered be an expertise. So I, I take that expertise and I tweak it to what I do in my current profession. Okay. You know, it's like, you know, each program that I have is geared toward a, a learner's, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Just like the drills that we did as athletes. Okay. You know, so all the blocking drills and all that. So I have a team of students, you know what I mean, who, who have been taught from our instructors. You know what I mean? Those are just like, you know, you, you extrapolate the best assistants from, you know, uh, different colleges to build your team. So that's what I do. Okay. I build, I extrapolate those most talented. All our students are talented, but these students right here, you know I me mean, that I work with are really just like, you know, they really did a great job and, and, being, and also so I interview these students to make sure that they are the right fit for the program. So I take that knowledge as we did as a, as a coach and what I saw as a player and I implemented that in hiring my students have their expertise and have them put their spin on the on the program like a coordinator would, right? Yeah. To either and, and to improve what we do. So now I'm the head coach, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm responsible for everything. But I'm have to have the the I have to have the like the um I have to be able to trust my 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 students and work with them to make sure that they're polished. So that's what my programs are geared towards. It goes back to being what I've seen as a coach and as a player, how to run an organization of team, you know, because as a head coach, you also got to be the figurehead. You got to also have that presence and being able to know when to fight and whenever to fight for your program. Like I've seen many of my head coaches do to get, you know, what we needed as athletes and what I, what my students need as students yeah. in order to reach that apex, which is a national championship, a state championship, or become a resident. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I'm very blessed to work for an institution like uh, Kent School of Medicine at USC that provides the resources that I need in order to execute this program. What are some similarities that you take? You, you um, answered my question that I was going to ask <laughs> uh, from the playing field and, uh, you know, the, the skills or the principles, the ideals that you look for in your students that you also find on the playing field, you know, for instance, hard work um, or any other qualities that you so, look for. There's so many similarities to, I think what you're saying, what's the similarities between being an athlete and maybe a medical student? Uh-huh. Okay, so 
one of the things that the similarity is they both are performance oriented environments, right? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's a lot of stress, you know, because as athletes, you know what I mean? It's all about, you know, you know, performing well. If you don't perform well, the next guy is yeah, going to take yeah. your, your spot, right? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you're going to get that coach fired, right? <laughs> or you may even better yet not make it to that next level, whether it be from, you know, uh, from peewee football to starting a quarterback at, at high school to the starting quarterback to college and the yeah. NFL, then, you know, it's a performance just like our students go from, you know, uh, medical school to resident, I mean, undergrad, I mean, high school, college, undergrad, then trying to get into a medical school, then residency, then become a, an attendant. So it's all performance based, right? So it's yeah. a lot of, and then, but also too, in order to be successful, you need mastery, right? Uh-huh. So that means that you need to sharpen your skills, meaning that you need to go out and you need to, um, you know, you know, define what your weaknesses are at, in, in a certain, in, when you're dealing about the med- certain drugs, like for example, the pharmacokinetics, understanding, you know, the, uh, the pathophysiology of a disease, or better yet, as an athlete, you need to understand, like, what skills, like, lifting weights you know what yeah. i mean you have to get your 40 time better right uh-huh. you know you got to become more explosive so and all that and then also too you got to be able to take criticism yep <laughs> you know what i mean that's, Cause coaches, that's a good that's a good uh tool i think um or skill to have for for a student athlete or for you know student in general um or anywhere for instance in my my line of work if uh, if one of my higher ups mentions hey you could have made this opportunity turn around or close the deal this way i got to be able to listen to it in order to perfect uh my game similarly i'm assuming mm-hmm. in medicine mm-hmm. you got to be able to learn where you messed up and mm-hmm. listen for that criticism and uh improve on that right and also too, you got to be able to uh, under, uh, be able to like really look at like the situation because a lot of the students come into medical school as straight A students uh-huh. their whole lives. Yeah. And then you know they might get their first eighty on an exam, and you know <laughs> so they need to be able to like really, you know, be able to uh, look at you know be able to take you know come to me or come to uh, my associate director yeah. and be able to like you know listen and being able to like understand what we're trying to say we're not trying to say that you know that you don't have the skill set or you're not doing things right but maybe if you do it like tweak it a little bit mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. then, then you, you then they might you know be able to you know improve your performance just like i tell every student like on my former life yeah. you know kobe bryant yeah michael jordan lebron james you know if you even look at Tom Brady, all yeah. those guys are the, are considered the greats of all time, mm-hmm. Babe group, but they all had coaches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So everybody at one time needs someone to help them and, and the sometimes the coaches the coaches is not as a as are not even great athletes. Yeah. Just that's like true. me. I'm not like my students are just very intelligent. Like I work with some very intelligent students and you know what I mean? They obviously uh, science, you know, um, you know, capacity is much larger than mine. But they need to be understand that I understand the science of learning and, and understand the science of being able to help somebody perform better, perform better. Because from my own perspective, you know, mm-hmm. as an athlete, you know, yeah. so 
it's just like watching films, you know yep, what I mean, yeah. as an athlete, you know, and there's some of the similarities, you know, you got to watch film, right, mm-hmm. just like, you know, you, but you need to know what film to write, you need to know what defense that we're going against this week, you just can't watch all defenses, <laughs> yeah, that's right, because if you watch all defenses and they have certain tendencies, yeah. and you just, you know, you're not going to be able to learn their tendencies, yeah. right, if you're watching everything, so that's the same thing that I tell my students, you need to focus on what you don't know, yeah. right, and then when you focus on what you don't know, now you understand. You know. Now you start understanding that problem, the the whole concept more in a deeper, complex way. You become faster because your strength is your strength. You know. Yeah. If you know it, you know. Don't spend more time focusing on the stuff you know. Focus on the stuff that you don't know. That's how your performance is going to improve. Okay. Because sometimes it's good to go out there and do the things that we feel good about, right? Oh yeah, always. <laughs> right. And as athletes, you as an athlete, you have to do the stuff that you know, that you don't like or you're not good at in order to get better at yeah. being a better athlete, right? So if you're not, if you're, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not explosive, that means that you need to do more, you know, explosive drills in the weight room. You need to do more like, you know, short runs, not long distance running, yeah. right? That's going to, long distance running is going to get you in shape, yeah. but short distance explosive, explosive runs is going to yeah. get you more explosive, okay. right? And the more you do those things, the more you're going to get in shape, right? The Eventually, body, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, so that's gonna help you take that that next level, right? Yep. So that's some of the things that I've really seen as a as an athlete that I incorporate in my whole, you know, um, position as a learning specialist. And back to my story, where it's funny is that I felt I flunked out of USC. You oh know, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I flunked out of USC. Okay. I went to University of Mexico, got another scholarship, flunked out of there. I had to go to Moorpark Community College, okay. where I got my associate, went to a small school in the Wayne State College, got my master's and my undergrad there, and now I just graduated with my my doctorate from USC. Wow. So, it's, so one of the things that that young man and I would tell you uh-huh. is, you know, I mean, never stop moving. Oh, and I love that. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I was taught as an office alignment. Okay. You know what I mean? Office alignment. You always got to be working. You always got to be, be moving, moving. Yeah. right? It's, because if you ain't moving, right? Uh-huh. Quarterback is going to get pounded. <laughs> Running back yeah. is going to be spleen. Mother going to come back and be, yeah. be mad at me, yeah. not at the coach. You know what I mean? So never yeah, stop that moving. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that, um, a couple a couple recordings ago, when I was recording, I still haven't posted it, but I was uh, trying to delve into one of my favorite quotes by Dr. King. Okay. Um, he says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. Amen. But no matter what you do, keep moving forward. Yes. And moving. so, you know, that was something that I took to heart with my whole process with the podcasting and, you know, taking a step forward towards my goal. And, you know, getting out of that backseat, like, hey, you know what? I got to get in the driver's seat. I got to take no driving puns intended, by the right, way. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but I just got to grab life by the horns, right? And just take it to, you know, do do what I need to do to move forward. Right. Um, and even if it is baby steps, you know. So that's, I mean, your, your experience in college, I'm assuming you probably had some similar experiences in sports. Mm-hmm. But you kept on going and you never yes. gave up. So that's, that's a- that's that's one of the important lessons that I try to push on on my podcast is like right. to never give up. Yeah, never give up. Never give up. I mean, that's one of the things that I, uh, you know, that football taught me. You know, is that you might get beat one play, mm-hmm. but you always have opportunity to make it up next week next play or next play. You lose mm-hmm. the game, 
last week, you might you get the opportunity to come back and win another week. Okay. And also, too, you can come back and win. You know what I mean? You can be down, you know what I mean, the whole game, you know, yeah. for uh, 59 minutes and 59 seconds. But that one second, you know what I mean, you guys win. And at the end of the day, it matters when those zeros, you know. Yep. So, and that's at the end of the day what mattered to me was at the end of the day I wanted to go, come back and someday redeem myself from USC well, and hopefully <laughs> be able to go back and get a, a degree from the University of New Mexico because I want to, uh, like uh, Vince Lombardi said, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. How you finish? That's yeah, good. So, yeah. so that's my motto. All right, switching gears a little bit, um, wanted to talk just a little bit about, you know, your uh, perspective okay. with the knowledge you have of the sport and medicine in general. Okay. Um, Andrew Luck retiring last night. It was a shocker for everybody. I know. Um, for, for me, when I heard my wife read out a tweet, I guess, and I, I was like, wait, what? It's, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. It was just uh, my mind was blown. But right. um, tell us a bit more about, you know, what could have gone into that decision and how that thinking process, you know, he came out and did a press release right. um, and he mentioned that it, he was hurting, you know. So right. tell us a bit more about how that decision, you know, what similarities you may have seen in football. Now, obviously, it's a hard sport. Yeah, it's a hard sport. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think what what happened was, you know, he probably looked at, you know, his team, you know, and probably saying, is this is a team that I can make a championship run because maybe I have one or two years. Yeah. In two or three years, can this team be a Super Bowl team? Okay. I'm not sure if that went into, you know, that decision wide, but, you know, he could that could have been one of the uh, variables that could have went into his making the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, he also probably could have said, you know, uh, physically my body cannot do this no more. Mm-hmm. You know, my body is beat up. You know, um, I made I made enough money. Yeah. I graduated from the University of Stanford. I'm, yep. You know, I live in Texas. Architecture major, by the way. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's, you know, so he probably spent his money very well. If you look at Andrew Luck, he's not a guy that is going out and uh, being very careless with his money. As uh-huh. you can see, he's a very, uh, you know, uh, down, I'm going to say down to earth, but, you know, he has different... Um, yeah, he had a different upbringing than mm-hmm. most of us that he probably has. Family didn't need him as much as some do. Uh-huh. So he probably was able to uh, save some money. Now, in terms of, um, you know, the pain um, aspect, it's, uh, I mean, I was thinking about it this morning. I'm like, hey, I am 29, the same age as Andrew Locke. I never played a sport in my right. life, but, you know, Sleeping on the bed wrong, you know, the right. pillow hurting your neck. Like, that's something that sometimes can be unbearable. It might seem weak, but, you know, I mean, no. comparing so, it to football, the way that the, the sport works, people don't realize how much so, your bodies take a toll. So, um, uh-huh. so let me tell you what it's like, and this is from a, uh, a report that I read a long time ago, and I can't It says, uh, one NFL game is equivalent to the average person going through six car crashes. Oh, wow. That's how violent the game is. So do you want to put your body through that for another, you know, 16, maybe 20 weeks, you know, and you're still a young man, you know, your body, like right now my body is beat up. Like, you know, I walk with a limp, you know, uh, um, my knees, I tore my knee up in, at, uh, when I went to the University of Mexico, okay. so I blew out my whole knee, so 
you know, so for the rest of my life, I have to walk with a limp. Um, and, um, so it's a, it's a, it's a, a very physical game, but one of the games, yeah. but the most beautiful thing of the game is it teaches you a lot about life. One thing I've noticed, I'm going to tell you, every guy who approached the game, approached the game the same way in life. Okay. The way they worked out, the way they carry themselves on and off the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is the way that these are the same individuals they are in life. So football will tell you who you are. Okay. Athletics period is, is a great like say when sports mm-hmm. is life, it truly is. It tells you who you are about that. Yeah, it shows you a lot about your character. And that's what tells you, you know, when when you think about like some of the great athletes and how successful they've been in other ventures in yes. their lives yep. as well. Because they put that same dedication, mm-hmm. that same hard work mm-hmm. and that same amount of effort. Because um, right. athletes are charismatic, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're the center of retention, you know. Especially if you play like beyond high school, and if you play for one of the, you know, the, the uh, major five conferences, yeah. You going out and you playing in front of like hundred thousand people in the middle in the coliseum, and you can hear it, you know. This that's, I mean, what a, a what a you're the centerpiece. Like, come on, you know, <laughs> that confidence and that 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 uh disposition that i can do anything is you know that's that's the way an athlete carry themselves but that feeling of if i if i could accomplish that at that level why couldn't i do you know so for instance in this case i don't really feel i mean i feel bad for andrew luck you know the career and ending in a certain way but at the same time it's like i don't have to worry about it or i don't have to think Right. about it because I know the guy will be successful in whatever he's going to do because right. because of what you learn in the game. And, um, and also, too, what about the team, the teammate, the team aspect of it? You know what I yeah. mean? Like the the um, things that go into a season, right? Yep. And it, he was taking probably a lot of the, you know, OTs. He was talking a lot of the first team reps. Uh-huh. Right, working with the first team. So he even had that chemistry with that team. Yeah. Now you have now you put now you put in like this the season is is, is here now <laughs> two weeks from now yeah <laughs> so now you gotta as a team uh-huh. you gotta get back and start you know identifying okay you gotta do yeah. new packages so now you got families who ain't seeing don't see their their uh, fathers you yeah. know what I mean really the not gonna see their father yeah. the whole team you know what I mean yeah. all hands on deck yeah. you know so this is this is a huge um, setback for the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they built everything around him, and he was a centerpiece. He was a focal piece of of everything in their offense. Now they got to find someone else to to fill the the gap. And that's the other thing people don't see about the – and Andrew Luck should have the right not to say Andrew Luck shouldn't retire. He should retire because that's what he felt. But one of the things is that counter-narrative that I'm trying to – talking about is like what is the other side of the the, the <laughs> coin with from the standpoint of the team and the organization right yeah so this is going to be this is a huge uh loss you know not only for uh you know the fans but also to the team too as well and the organization yeah definitely um and um when we talked yesterday you mentioned you're working on something big at the moment uh the initiative so please tell the listeners a bit more about that that's the one big thing i wanted to spend a little bit more time on so you can get the word out so right now we're gonna 
right now what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, increase the uh, increase uh, the number of uh, uh, students into medicine and one and student athletes. So one of the things we're doing is we uh, I'm working with uh, this project with the uh, American American the uh, Association of American Colleges and uh, the, uh, and also to a uh, the Great uh, Lake. Uh, Intergalactic Athletic Conference, uh, schools in Michigan, okay. on a initiative called uh, Athletes in Madison, where we go out and we mentor athletes uh, how, about my uh, biomedical careers, okay. which we're working with the uh, the uh, National Institution of Health and the NCAA a, to put this initiative out for student athletes. And how long have you been working on this? So this initiative has been really in, uh, just come to fruition. Uh, for the last uh, year, we've been uh, meeting and doing uh, you know, back and forth my, my role with the AAMC and giving them some of that expertise because uh, from the standpoint of me being a former student athlete, me being a coach, um, also to me uh, I, currently working at a medical school, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also to working with students who are undergraduate graduate students and helping them get them to uh, medical school. So I bring Ellen uh, some expertise and some content from the standpoint of the, from a learning specialist, you know, teaching them about the different uh, study strategy tips, okay. but also to coming in and uh, get, helping them um, understand how the language of athletics yeah. from the standpoint from of... From that understanding. Yeah. Okay. So that's what uh, I've been, uh, been uh, had the opportunity, just came back to D.C., um, and we're going to start, we're going to actually launch the program in November. Okay, very good. That's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Because let's face it, you know, how many how many of those college students do make it to the big, big yes. leagues, majors, you know, um, the NFL? I mean, college basketball itself is one of those um, yeah. uh, big examples of, yes. hey, there's a zillion kids that right. make it to even March Madness, you know, the tournament. Right. And then, what is it there? two rounds of the NBA draft or whatever. Um, And it's crazy to see how many kids are just unable to get past that hurdle. And they've got their whole lives ahead of them. You know, how many of them have given their lives, their body to the sport. And um, they just, yeah, exactly. And so that's that's the most important thing that I like about your initiative at the moment, that you're giving them that second um, you know that other opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Here's another road that you can take mm-hmm. that would improve. You know that would allow you to be something else rather than you know focusing your whole life. Um, so that's that's really important. I really appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Um, it's and I hope uh, I wish you the best of luck on this and hope there's a lot Thank of success you. on the initiative. Um, now, what's the next steps that you're going to be working on? Uh, you mentioned you were going to Nevada. Yeah, I'm going to try to go out and do some other initiatives in other states okay. to really support uh, this initiative at the uh, grassroots level, uh, grassroot level for me, high school, uh, Pop Warner. Okay. You know, all the uh, all these different uh, avenues where you where athletes are you know are at and uh, putting out the word, um, you know, and uh, also, to tell a little bit about my story, too, how I started off as, you know, an athlete in their position, um, highly recruited, yeah, um, high school blue chip All-American, okay. um, you know, uh, CIF championship, uh, my team, um, uh, the 
the Gridiron Gang, the movie that The Rock was in, uh-huh. uh, my team beat that team in that championship. So when at the end, when they lost to that team in that yeah. movie, it was my high school team that we. Uh, were you, you were a part of that team? No, I was part of the team that beat that team. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's actually a documentary that Lou Gossick Jr. did that uh, you can catch on YouTube that um, that I was a part of. So um, yeah, I had an opportunity. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's a uh, one of uh, none of my. Uh, Claim to fame is you know we uh, uh the Rock made a movie about the team that I that, uh, that you my beat. team we, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we beat him because I didn't want to be on TV you know being that team we lost to him and uh, yeah you never so, won yeah so they they thank goodness we uh won uh we won that game so I'm very uh yeah so the, yeah and then also too my uh, like I say one of my my um. High school teammates wrote a book, mm-hmm. uh, Lesson of the Game, the one I just, uh, you know, gave you. Yes, copy yeah. Of, Looking forward you know, to reading Derek's that. Sparks about it. It's a really uh, truly in-depth um, account of what high school uh, football is like when, mm-hmm. from the standpoint of the uh, late 80s, early 90s. You okay. know, that's when that's when we're coming up. And it's uh, it was it's uh, it's just like Last Chance You. It really paints the true picture. You know about athletics. You know this is a behind the scenes look. behind the scenes look of how you know young young men, you know, are are, are being uh, used, you know, to from schools to build their schools' pop, popularity, enrollment, things like that. So it's you know it's I don't think it's as rampant as it was when I was. Um, in high school, but it's 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 a story of it's a it's a true story, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of people that I went to high school that the time that he was there um, really didn't have to understand, you know, what was going on. They can just uh, take they take other people uh, account as being you know the yeah. sole truth. Where okay, when someone like myself who was behind the scenes know the truth of everything, so. Wow. Yeah, I would encourage anybody to read that book. It's called uh, by Derek Sparks. Lessons of the Game. Lessons of the Game. It's Perfect. Are you on Twitter or any uh, other social media no, where you're promoting any of your initiatives at the moment? No, not right now. We're actually in the foundation of uh, building our. Um, we already got the niche. You know what uh-huh. I mean. We already we got. Uh, we're working with that that uh, with that this pilot program. Actually, the pilot program is a three-year pilot program that we're going to be working with. This uh, these uh, thirteen schools. Okay. And um, and these are high schools. These no, these are actually uh, Division two schools. Okay. So you got Division two schools. So this is a, a NCAA uh, initiative too as well. So oh wow. I'm working with the NCAA, like I said, the National Institutional of Health for uh, to for biomedicine uh, research, helping uh, student athletes think about going to biomedical research. Okay. So it's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and it's a like I said, it's a pilot program that we're we're running, hopefully to be able in the next four years or maybe in the next two years to open this up to more institutions. Well, we'll keep it posted, and if we do have any social media presence in the near future, please. hopefully, yes, I'll definitely look out to post please, it. Please, please post it. You guys it. can follow me on Twitter. The podcast page is at Driving with DJ, and my personal at Goni Doing Work. Thanks to Spike Lee for making Kobe doing work. <laughs> um, but I, another thing I was going to mention is that when, when I was listening to you regarding 
um, you know, starting it at a, at a younger age yes. with the initiative. And I think it's really important, um, and I wholeheartedly agree with the initiative doing it this way, where you teach these kids that same lesson that we were talking about. Hey, there are other options. You know, you may not end up being, no matter how good you are, you may not end up being that star athlete who gets drafted. There are other options. So if you teach them that at a young age, they're humbled. They know that they have other avenues. Whereas, you know, as we see on Last Chance U, some of these guys are like, nope, my head is just focused solely on making it to the NFL, and that's all I can do. You know, apparently there's no other options for them. And if you if you look at it, you know, some of these kids, they do have options. They do have the ability to go to, you know, go finish school and focus on their strengths and work on their weaknesses as well. Yes. To, to become, you know, another story just like yourself. Yep. Um, and so that's what I like um, the most about your initiative. It's okay. you're teaching them at, the young, at a young age that, hey, there are other options. Yes. So, I'm a, so there are two things with, uh, you just said that I want to uh, you know, elaborate, elaborate on. on. Okay. okay. So the first thing is about exposure. How to mean. So exposing these young men at a young age that there are other options, you know, to stay in athletics and being a coach and being a player, just two of them, you know. Okay. You can, you can go and be, like, a lot of teams have physicians. Yep. You know, they have x-ray techs that they work with. You know, they will have dentists that they work with, high, dental hygienists that work because you get your mouth peak molded. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of different options that you go. You know, not just an athletic trainer. You know, there's so many other ways that you stand training. Uh-huh. There's so many other options. And also, too, Going into college, like, I think going into the college and have an understanding of, like, a pathway. You know, sometimes we come to college and we put so much, so many, all our eggs into being an athlete, you know what I mean? We don't think about the other uh, opportunity, which is, like, this is a professional career. I think the student athletes should be paid, yeah. and I don't think they should be paid just because, you know, uh, just just because they should they should get paid because... Of the fact that you know the mo- how much money that the NCAA play, yeah. but what they should, why they should be paid because this is the service that they provide and, and providing space for a lot of people to make make money, and they're not getting a, a piece of it. And the scholarship is not really sustainable as how much money that that uh, institution actually you know requires from football players, okay. you know, or, and from basketball players. So that's very important that we probably need to start looking at how we can start paying these young athletes yeah. and start giving them that that their just dues. Uh-huh. So, and uh, second of all, I think for me, like I said, going back, if I had a like, if I had an opportunity to, uh, if I knew like a career pathway, I think my story would have been different. I would have acquired this degree a long time from at, from at sea. Uh-huh. and also too. To anybody who's listening to this podcast, especially to all you young men and young women, if you have a learning deficiency and if you're struggling, do not be ashamed to go get help because it, there's a lot of services out there. We know a lot about how, how to help people. So go in and ask help because you know what? A year from now, maybe two for a year from now, when you, when you build your skills and you become that great student that you are, that you can be, you will be, end up being successful and living a, the life that you want to instead of the life that you have to. So I want to tell everybody, do not be ashamed, even to the adults. You know, everybody, you yeah. know, go get help because, you know, 
if you if you really want to uh, achieve, like I say, you got to continue to move. Never yeah. stop moving. Never stop moving. Never stop moving. That's why. Hopefully, this is the most important lesson out of the uh, the podcast episode here. I wanted to go back, like you mentioned, two things. Um, the first bit was, hey, there are other opportunities. You can find other jobs aside from being an athlete. Uh, one a star uh, physician that stands in my or you know team doctor that stands in my mind stands out in my mind when when you mentioned that was uh, uh, Gary Vitti for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Um, and people call him Father Vitti and whatnot. You know he was one of the one of the biggest names when you think about uh, team doctor. And um, the second bit where you said ask for help. Um, just a couple weeks ago, the NBA decided that they're going to have on staff now um, a psych, a psychological doctor yes, on yes, the staff, yeah, well, which I think is a huge deal. A huge step. We cannot emphasize how important it is yes. to have, you know, even these grown men to be able right. to talk about their feelings and right. put their energy out there, right. talk to these doctors so right. they can be heard. And, and, and like I said earlier about the experience of that young man from Berkeley, uh-huh. you know, you know, it's a wellness issue. Learning has not always had to deal with, you know, uh, with or performing uh-huh. has nothing to do with somebody's skill set. You know what I mean? It's about what they're going through. Yeah. It's about, you know, there are some things that go on in their life that's really impacted. Like say a death, uh-huh. a death of a family member, um, uh, per, uh, personal problem with family members, you know, a breakup with, you know, what not being, not being uh, dealing with you know other you know uh, maladaptive behaviors, you know that's impeding on someone's performance. I so, feel like it's kind of comparable to. I mean, we're going down the 405 North right now. We're looking at uh, Rancho Palos Verdes, and it's kind of you know the the it's blurry. We can't really see it. So right. I guess what these problems at home, these personal issues, can become this smog in a way where you can't see clearly to your yes. goal which is to succeed in whatever it is whether it be a sport you know in education um to be able to learn if you don't know what the problem is you're never going to be able to get around it no you won't whatever's impeding your progress you're never going to be able to get around it so i'm glad you brought that up um let's go ahead and talk about one of the most important topics which i'm super excited about the Football season starting for love college. It, love it, love it. Love it. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite times of the year where college football is starting. Um, I always tell people baseball is my number one favorite sport, okay. but college football is that second, okay. followed by you know hockey. So okay. um, college football, I totally love the whole vibe. Uh, right. So much different than the NFL. NFL is all commercial, and uh, it's so so much bigger than what college football is and that's what kind of acts as a turnoff for right. me you know there's a commercial every 10 seconds um but college football itself it's just like you know right. it's, you get to watch these kids grow up and uh, yeah learn and improve throughout the season and uh, so i love college football love my usc football right on. uh fight on yeah been a trojans fan since i started fo- watching football in uh, 2008 look at that usc, USC. trojans license plate yep. okay it's uh, we're Trojan attracting Land. that. It's law of attraction there. Yeah, Trojan Trojan Land. Yeah. Yeah. We won LA. Yep, uh, pretty much. Yeah, I guess uh, last season was a bit tough, but <laughs> uh, that's still, behind yeah, us now. We still run LA no matter what. <laughs> Sometimes the JV have to win. <laughs> 
That's perfect. Um, that's what people consider the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim from time to time. It's like uh, I've heard people say if they want to go watch a minor league game, yeah. they go to the Angel Stadium <laughs> instead of the Dodgers. Dodgers, that's the Saints, um, man. That's yeah. LA, man. Yep, know? that's the true LA. So tell me a little bit more about how often you get to go to the games. Um, you know what? If you're going to get a chance to – because you, you're probably going to be very busy yeah, this, been, this season. You know, I go to – I watch TV. I, I'm a, I don't like going to games. Okay. Um, going to games for me is hard because it's, it's, these young men are 18, 19, 20 years of age and mm-hmm. hear some of the languages, some of the, um, um, comments that are made to these young men, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's, in the stands? In you the mean? stands by oh, the fans. Okay, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, it, it, it's unsettling. Okay. It, it uh, fires me up because I understand the pressure that these young men are, are under. Yeah. And the, all the hard work they've done and how they've uh-huh. given their body up. Yeah. You know, so that's why I really think they should be paid because they're being treated like professional athletes. And yeah. all the pressure and the stress that goes into uh, a college athlete's uh, season. And in and, and actuality, it's hard to be a college athlete than as a professional athlete because you have that component of having not having the money. Yeah. You have that pressure of one they have to go to class right mm-hmm. you know so and you so those two things that's a tough life yeah so, um, so you got the fans so i don't go to games people people a lot of the times you know it's hard to see how much hard work goes in behind the scenes Ooh. you can see the kids on the field every right. saturday you know the you glory. can see the professional yeah. players on sunday you can see the high school the kids friday night but yeah. the weekdays where all the hard work you guys put in, you know, even weight during rooms. the summer, even the summer when it's like <laughs> blistering hot, man, and you got this, you got this little coach whistling, blowing whistling at you, who's red, like is sunburned. He's he's mad. He's hot. He's he's sleeping. <laughs> he doesn't want to be there yeah, any he, longer. Yeah, and this is like in August. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got fat guys like me who didn't work, who's who, who try, trying to get in shape. Yeah. You know, this is. It's a lot of work that goes in from the standpoint of both sides of the point from the standpoint of being a coach, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where your livelihood depends on some 18-year-old kids or some... And their performance. Or, yeah, or the fan base, you know, or, you know, the, the how many people you can put in the stands uh-huh. or how many people in the fans who are disgruntled. And the same thing about the coach. Uh, hey, but the coaches do get compensated very well. If you look at some of the coaches on college campus, they are the highest paid person. College football is the, probably one of the few in sports period where the where you make two to three times more money than your than your boss. <laughs> yeah. You know, so if there's a lot riding on college sports that people don't really talk about. Yeah. You know, college football build institutions. Yep. Who in Maine know about the University of Southern California about martial business? Yeah. What do they know about like uh, our our community, uh, Edinburgh. Uh, uh, I mean, well, who? What, they don't know about our community because, like, we have the number one gerontology program in the nation. Mm-hmm. All they know about is that Cardinal and Gold, that USC Junior Football. football. Yeah, some people don't even know what that stands for. <laughs> yeah. They don't even know USC is a private school and it's not a public school. Uh-huh. But they know about that Cardinal Gold. They know about that. You know that fight on. Yeah. They know about. USC, Reggie Bush. Yeah. Right. So this is what I'm saying. They build 
institutions. They yeah. build communities. Because of the sport. They, because of the sports, because in some of these small Midwestern schools, towns, where they don't have much, you know, industry, what really the, 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 the business, probably a large chunk, somewhere, I would say somewhere from 70 to 80% of their revenue is made on game day. Oh, wow. Right? When we talk about game day, what do we talk about? We talk about football and basketball. And let ESPN come into town. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're making a load of money on game day, right? Because yep. you got everybody, not on the game day crew, but you got everybody want to be a part of that because in the Midwest, this is exciting. That's you know, people thing, live yeah. and die. Husker, like the, when I spent some time uh, in Nebraska, you know, yeah. Husker football is everything. Wow. Like, it's the third biggest city in Nebraska on game day. Wow. <laughs> That's you crazy. You know, Manhattan, Kansas, a large, money of the, large portion of their revenue in their community comes from either the Army base, they didn't have the Army, they wouldn't exist, or game day. Not from the awesome barbecue that they're known for, right? Well, that's Kansas City. That's Kansas City, Missouri. We're talking about Kansas City, Kansas. We're talking about Kansas City. That's two different things. Those people from the from the area know what I'm talking about. But, but you're so right. Kansas City, guys. People don't know that. I'm surprised you know your stuff, man. Kansas City, guys. St. Louis, Missouri. This is my wife. She went to... Uh Kansas Wesley, and then she played soccer. Oh, okay, so she knows. Yeah, okay. so she knows yeah, about the good barbecue. She's like, yes. Dallas, Houston, yeah. all these Texas cities are nothing yeah. compared to I the Kansas City barbecue. Yeah. I, think, I think the Texas beef, the brisket, uh-huh. nobody can beat uh, Kansas City uh, can beat Texas brisket. No, okay. nobody can beat that brisket, but I agree with her. That is, and then North Carolina got good barbecue. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, you, yeah, but Kansas City people don't realize Memphis uh-huh. If it's got good barbecue, but you're right. You're, Do you cook hungry. at home much? Oh yeah, I barbecue, man. I'm a, I was, like I said, I was born in Arkansas. We moved to California when I was seven. Okay. So I grew up with Southern values. Like my, my mom and uh, taught me how a lot how to cook a lot of the Southern traditional food that we have from Arkansas. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so great. I know how to do that. But yeah, it's a. College football is uh, the best uh, season of the year, football period, you know. <laughs> it's a great season, you know, you get to see. Because it's like, it's so much, uh, it's, it's, it's so much riding week to week, where baseball, you can get, you know, week to week. week. <laughs> yeah, then you get on a hot streak, you yep. know what I mean? You got to start off the, you got to start off the gates hot, you know, in the time, time. You know? In football, yeah. And then, if not, you know, if you get to, like, 10th game of the year. Yep. You know what I mean? More than halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as I hate to give credit to the San Francisco Giants, the three out of the five years that they won, oh. I would say two of the – they won three out of five. Um, but those – two of those years, they were the wild card team. So okay. they got hot at the right time. Right. Um, so that, that's, the, that's the most important thing in baseball. Right. Whereas football, it's just, you know – there's no getting hot at the right time. Right. You've got to win a certain number of games yep. and then go into the playoffs as good or right. even better yeah. than you were in the regular right. season. Right. And I think that's what I saw last year um, with the Patriots. Because, right. you know, beginning of the season when I was talking to my friends yep. or uh, talking to anybody at work about football, it's just like, I'm like, this defense is crap. They're not going to do anything. Right. You know, and then come midseason when they started playing like a team, I mean, towards the end of the season, they were – 
you know, shutting down opponents left and right. And I'm like, wow, yeah. where, where does this, where did this defense come from? Well, um, yeah, Belichick being able to adjust. I mean, Belichick get that second look yeah. at what you're doing. And also, too, never bet against Tom Brady. Never bet against Tom so Brady. So people don't understand, like, why are they, why they're so great? Why are they so great? Well, you know, the most important two, the two most important thing on, the three most important thing on any team, mm-hmm. quarterback, defense, head coach. They got all three. Because mm. the head coach is a defensive-minded genius. People don't yeah. remember Belichick was a defensive coordinator when Parcel was winning championships with the Giants. Yeah. So he's seen... Like Lawrence, the Lawrence Taylors, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's seen like you know the the uh, uh, the Pepper Johnson and all those uh, great linebackers they had there, and D lineman up front. I'm a Cowboys fan, so you know I didn't really follow the team, so I can't really you know quote yeah. any of their players out the star ones because Cowboys. No, are right. So you can talk about the Cowboys. That's I'm, all right. I'm a Cowboy <laughs> fan, you know. So yeah. uh, I think people. When people talk about, you know, the Cowboys, you know, going back at, at the end, but in my quote with Belichick, is Belichick and uh, Tom Brady, they're just great combination. That's why they're successful. Yeah. And then, you know, speaking of the Cowboys, last season, and we were talking about it yesterday, um, the the championship game, or was it, no, it wasn't the championship game, was it? Against the Rams. Right. Um, the uh, the yeah, offense yeah. looked great. Amari, yeah. you know, making big grabs. Mm-hmm. Dak looked great. And it was a close game to the end. But in the end, the Rams' defense ended up, right. you know, um, winning because yeah. they played a better game. That's right. something that the Cowboys' defense didn't have. Should I go right here? Yeah. Yeah, you can drop me off at the uh, uh, at the Jiffy Blue. That's one. Oh, okay. Cool. Perfect. Yeah, I'm ready. No. So, um, <laughs> so, I think. At the end, at the end, what happened was, you know, the Cowboys defense did not. No, you go straight. You go straight. I should, go straight. Yeah, yeah, straight. Make a left, right at the, uh, the uh, stop sign. Stop sign. Okay. And it's gonna be right across the street. Great neighborhood, by the way. Yeah, I've never actually been in here. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People, I thought it was it wasn't that big, but no, this is a hidden gem, right? Yeah. Here, yeah. Pretty much. Now I see why the why the values are so high because yeah. we deal with so much in the area yeah but you know usually i just drive up and uh, up and down losal yeah so i never knew that this neighborhood was this big yeah and this and is, yeah. beautiful homes thank you yeah it's a, it's a nice neighborhood so so you gotta make it left up here left. yeah it's gonna be on the right hand side so um no the defense you know just in it's probably in this lane over okay. here yeah yep. make it look so the defense is right there. Yep. So uh, the defense just didn't did, just get didn't have it at the end. They just gassed up at the end. I think. Yeah. It was a lot of emotions. Uh, there was a hard fought game. And, they, and then the connection between uh, the Cowboys and uh, I might blank it on a name. The Rams defense coordinator. Right? Yeah, yeah, Wade Phillips. Yeah. Wade Phillips. He was yeah, the head coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Gary took knew. over him. Yeah, this is. Yeah, so he's like it was bittersweet. I mean, it was a it was a sweet victory for him. Yeah, I love how like, the cameras panned that. right over to him at the end of the right. game because it was a win over his former team. team. Right. Um, yeah. But wow, that was um, well, it's been fun. Thank you. So thank you so much for you. you know gracing me with your presence. And thank you for dropping really me off. Wish. Yeah, <laughs> no, my pleasure. Uh, it's driving Uber with DJ. Service. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> Uber service. Uh, awesome. And um, yeah, would love to talk more okay. down the line about yes, USC football, but yeah. uh, and the initiative as well. Thank you. And um, 
uh, we'll we'll touch base again. But okay. thank you so much for your time. I really you. appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to reading the book. Okay, thank yeah? you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate all the subscribes, all the love. Share the podcast with somebody if you got a lesson from from today's episode that you like. Uh, feel free to send any questions, concerns, or comments to at Driving with DJ on Twitter. Once again, at Driving with DJ on Twitter. And for the rest of uh, you out there, thank you so much for listening and drive safe.